Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Fiducia supplicanza. The document giving the green light to the blessings of same-sex couples. Not same-sex unions, according to the... We're going to stop calling them Pope-splainers. I think think, uh, our friend Taylor Marshall said, let's not call them Pope-splainers because the Pope is a good thing. The papacy is a good thing. Let's call them Vatican-splainers. I think it's better. Vatican-splainers. The Vatican-splainers tell us that a couple and a union are separate things. Which is absolute, ridiculous, sophistical nonsense. If one is in a couple, they're unified to one another. One might also call that a union. The word couple means to copulate, which means to do the marital act, which is impossible outside of marriage between members of the same sex, of course. Uh, In addition, if one is presenting himself or themselves as part of a couple, it is implicit that they're engaged in the same things that a union do. So anyway, you can see it's ridiculous. Point is, Fiducia supplicans is, uh, you know, the gift that keeps on giving. And finally, one of the more orthodox, more conservative, dare I say traditional leaning, I wouldn't say traditionalist, but traditional leaning cardinals in the church, Cardinal Seurat, by the way, his, it was his parents or his grandparents were actually converted from paganism by the Holy Ghost Fathers while Archbishop Lefebvre was in that region of Western Africa. So the spiritual fruits of the efforts of Archbishop Lefebvre in Africa live on. In any case, he came out with a strong statement. He actually called it a heresy. He called it a heresy involved in that document, which in at least a roundabout way, he is accusing the Pope of heresy. And we're going to get into why that is in just a second. But first, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go somewhere where there will be no fiducia supplicants, there will be no heresy, check out the Canadian Martyrs Men's Conference. We're filling up February 17th, 2024. We're in 2024 already. Wow. I still remember Y2K. Remember Y2K? The computers were going to all crash or something stupid like that. It never happened. Um, Y2K was the first COVID, by the way. Yeah, it's going to come. Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. It's coming. Don't worry. And then it was here. Oh, wait. No, it wasn't like we said it was going to be. Anyway, um, Canadian Martyrs Men's Conference, February 17th, $100 Canadian. That's like $72 US. What a deal. Full day of fun. Uh, traditional Catholic priests, Father Rion, keynote speaker, Father Stannis is doing another talk. There's confession available all day. Tim Flanders is giving a talk. So am I. And despite the fact that I'm talking, it's actually going to be a good day. I promise the evening before has a meet and greet social event details. You can click on the website. In any case, uh, you just go to the website link for that in the description of the video. Follow the instructions. Just click it. Boom, boom, boom. You'll be there. Really simple. Buy a ticket and we'll see you there. So, what did Cardinal Seurat say? Well, let's look into it. First, he uses the word heresy. That's a big deal. Is Cardinal Seurat accusing Pope Francis of heresy? If he's accusing him of heresy, listen, my state of a contest friends are going to start freaking out saying, Kennedy, when are you going to be a state of a contest? What's it going to take? If I'm being honest, it would take some sort of definition from a future academic council or some sort of infallible teaching of what to do in the matter. But don't worry, say days. I still think you're good guys. Just stop trying to convert me because it's annoying. Okay, so let's look at this uh, here. Oh, it's still on there. Let's bring it up. Okay, so this is um, uh, Sandro Magister. Is a uh, pretty uh, well-known journalist. Anyway, this is in French. I'm going to just do a quick little translation here. We'll do a little refresh. It'll give us the option. Trust me, I've read through it. This is good stuff. Um, Okay, so boom. The word heresy is right there. What's he talking about? Heresy. 
Oops. Trying to make that bigger here. There we go. There we go. What's he talking about with a heresy? Let's just do a little control F search for heresy. Okay. So this is part of his long, see there's a long statement. Christmas message. We get down to this part. And he's going on about what is the what are the problems with this document? He talks at length about, you know, the, what the catechism says, what Pope Benedict said. Um whatever. This part, this this thing here I think is fascinating. This 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 paragraph he says, the Declaration of Ducha Supplicants writes that the blessing is instead intended for people who ask that all that is true, good, and humanly valuable in their lives and in their relationships be invested, healed, and elevated by the presence of the Holy Ghost. But what is good, true, and humanly valid in a homosexual relationship defined by the Holy Scriptures and tradition as a serious and intrinsically disordered depravity? How can such a writing correspond to the Book of Wisdom, which states, troubled thoughts lead away from God and power when tested confounds fools? No, wisdom does not enter an evil soul. It does not dwell in a body dependent on sin. That's a pretty, that's, that's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. Okay, so he says, I must, this is, this is the, the, the one here, because, you know, Cardinal Seurat, he's great, but he's, a, you know, he's a diplomatic, post-Second Vatican Council, cleric. He's been trained in the ways. They're very wordy, these gentlemen. They keep going and going and going until they finally get to the point. And he gets to the point, and he says, I must thank the Episcopal conferences which have already done this work of truth. In particular, those of Cameroon. That's a big deal. Check out what the bishops of Cameroon said. They had the most intense and the strongest uh, condemnation of this. Like it was really strong. Uh, Chad, Nigeria, etc. So it's interesting he chose Cameroon. That's a signal right there. He could have just said, you know, my African... Uh, confrères or something. No, he said Cameroon. He picked. He went. He went right for the jugular. The Cameroonian bishops. Their statement was like, "Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. This is madness, insanity, folly, and nonsense. We will have none of this. This is like cries out to heaven." It was a pretty strong statement. Chad Nature, etc. Whose decisions and firm opposition to the Declaration Fiducia Supplicants I share and endorse. We must encourage other national or regional Episcopal conferences and each bishop to do the same. So he wants the bishops of the world to unite in opposition to Pope Francis's teaching. He said, in doing so, we do not oppose Pope Francis, but we firmly and radically oppose a heresy which seriously undermines the church, body of Christ, because it is contrary to the Catholic faith and tradition. Okay, let's read that again. In doing so, we do not oppose Pope Francis, but we firmly and radically oppose a heresy which seriously undermines the church body of Christ because it is contrary to the Catholic faith and tradition. So, so Cardinal Seurat, Cardinal Seurat believes that fiducia supplicants is heretical. I agree with him. I believe it's ultimately heretical on the philosophical level. I believe that it's, it's, this is what I've been saying about Vatican II and I'm working through this as I study to write this modernism book. We would be so lucky. We would be so lucky if we just had regular heresy. We would be so lucky if we had Arius. I mean this. If we had Arius or Luther or something, just trying to say, like, these are the doctrines I believe objectively, and, and, and the church is wrong. 
that'd be way easier to deal with because then we have black and white. We can call a spade a spade. What is so dangerous about the post-conciliar and sort of conciliar, pre-conciliar, that era around there that kind of led to this, what we have that is so dangerous is we have heresy in intention. We have heresy in perception. We have heresy in thought. And the word heresy, ultimately, it basically means missing the mark, basically means being off, basically means being in error. So historically, you know, today we have these distinctions. Is he a heretic, a formal heretic, material heretic, blah, 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 whatever. Historically, you know, you find these writings with saints and whatever, and they'll just talk about so-and-so spreading heresy. One of the examples that the Vatican explainers love to use is that Pope Honorius is condemned and anathematized kind of in perpetuity as a heretic. And they'll say, well, technically what he did was officially a, a grave error. And it's like, okay, that's just another word for heresy. We just have different canonical crimes that use different terms. But anyway, <laughs> amazing what these Vatican explainers do, eh? Well, he wasn't actually a murderer. It was, it was just second degree manslaughter. He didn't, he didn't mean to shoot him as many times. He thought he was defending him. It's like, okay, relax. Um, in any case, Fiducia Supplicants, like the Second Vatican Council framework that we've had, it suffers from a heresy of philosophy. You see, you got to read this book that I've been talking about a, a, a lot in my podcast lately. You got to read a book called Prometheus. Can you interpret the spirit of Vatican II? By Father Calderon. Calderon. He was, I don't know if he still is, but was a seminary rector in Argentina, if I'm not mistaken, for the Society of St. Pius X. Wonderful writer, wonderful theologian. The translation in English is pretty good. It's a little awkward at times because, I don't know, I don't know who did it, but it's, it's fine. It's good. You get into it. It's good. And uh, it's by Angelus Press. I recommend it to everybody. It's amazing. And he shows that the real problem, the real problem that we should be looking at, is stop trying to, you know, this is one thing. I love me and my trads, and they're trying to have this dialogue with the neoconservatives and all this kind of stuff, and they're trying to be like, well, this statement might be a little bit material, heretical, this one, blah, blah, blah. Listen, you got to go deeper. You got to look at the council and from a meta perspective. What's the animating principle behind the philosophical outlook? It's a humanistic personalism. It's a reversal of trajectory of perception. And this is why Pope Paul VI talks about the humanism being, a, you know, the worship of man, the council of man, all this kind of stuff. The cult of man, whatever the word, I don't know if he said worship of man, so don't. Quote me on that. There's, it's, it's of that vein. And this, this fiducia supplicans is the logical result of this because the insistence is, well, what about the people? And what about what they think is good? Why can't we bless the things that, humanly speaking, they think are good? Because we believe in this post-conciliar age, we believe that religion is for man. That is what the conciliar spirit teaches us. Religion is for man. Historically, we would say religion is for God. Now, you might say to yourself, God doesn't need anything. God created us, and therefore we need to glorify God. So it's part of the plan of creation. So is it for us in a secondary sense? Primarily, religion is for God. Secondarily, it's for us to better ourselves. You know, one of... Um, the great quotes, one of the quotes, or the prolific quotes, or whatever the word is, the most, the most quoted quotes of Pope Benedict. They love to say, Pope Benedict said, the world offers you comfort, but you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. That's a good quote. I mean, if I was like a football coach or something like that, I'd you know put that on a plaque for a training camp or something like that. It's not religious. 
That's 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 like fortune cookie wisdom. Seriously, like you were made for greatness. No, you were made for God. I mean, you're made. You, you should do great things. But again, that's that that's the quote. I mean, if you think about that's 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 the quote that people love from Pope Benedict. I'm not saying it's the only thing he said. I'm just saying it's amazing. It shows us people think religion is about you being great. You know, this is one thing that's so strange about how a lot of Catholics pr- promote and ap- do apologetics for the Catholic faith. They talk about it like, look, Catholicism is so important because it makes you a better person. And then the atheists go, well, what about this Smoochie Fernandez making teenage erotica? Doesn't seem like your religion works. It's the dumbest way to do apologetics. Um, but that's what they do. That's what they do. Because people in the post-conciliar world from this humanistic spirit in the council, they believe religion is for man. The mark of Catholicism is that it makes goodness so good. It's like, well, yeah, those are important. Those are important. But the point of Catholicism is that it's the forgiveness of sins. It's the reparation of this existential criminal gap created by sin and the sacrificial offering of our Lord Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity on the altar is the supreme act of justice towards the creator, which is only made possible because of his humility to condescend himself to the point where he could allow himself to be in the sacramental sense, sacrificed for us, for us. That's the point of religion. It's a fulfillment of the natural law. We must give to the creator what is due, but we can't repair an existential gap on our own because we're not divine. So there has to be some sort of entrance of the divine into the human nature in order for this to be possible to offer that sacrifice on our behalf Lo and behold, you get the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ, God and man, fully human, fully divine. This is the point of religion. It is not for the betterment of man. It is so man can humble himself before God and offer the sacrifice, which is only possible with a divine hand. This is why religion exists. This view that we have of religion is so Protestant. It's the prosperity gospel. You know, it's easy to make fun of the prosperity gospel because it's so stupid, right? Religion's going to make you rich. That's stupid, obviously. But, okay, that just means, what, what is the root of that? The root of that is religion exists in order to make me, to make my life better. That's, that's, that's what the root of it is. Well, this fiducia supplicans is the same as the prosperity gospel in spirit. Religion exists to bless what's good with people. These people are religious, so therefore God should give them a blessing. Dang it. What's the difference between that and Joel Olstein? You worship Jesus, you should get a new car. You're going to tell me there's nothing good in a car? You're going to tell me there's nothing good, true, and beautiful in the relationship between a car salesman? Well, you know, I'm just joking here. But seriously, it's just an, it's humanism. It's an example. It's the exaltation of man and God is his servant. That's what this is. Religion is here to serve man. And you, and you hear this too about the, the Novus Ordo. Well, they say, the, the liturgia, it's the work of the people. It's like, well, that's not really good translation. It's like, no, it's for God, dummies. It's not for you. This is why you can say the Novus Ordo is not a good liturgy. Yes, it contains a valid sacrifice, but you can say it actually doesn't fulfill the purpose in the general liturgical sense why we have liturgy of what is expected of liturgy because it's man-centered, not God-centered. It's very simple. Face the people. Don't kneel until after the people have seen the Holy Eucharist, after its consecration. Don't kneel right away. Kneel only after the people have affirmed that God is there. That's Lutheran. It's not Catholic. That's consubstantial 
whatever. That's made made present by our faith. That's an error. It's not officially what's in there, but that's the spirit that's there, which is why so many Catholics don't believe in the real presence. I'm ranting here. Point is, Cardinal Seurat is right. He's accusing Pope Francis of heresy. It's a heresy. Fiducia Supplicans is a, her- is a heretical document. It's heretical in spirit. It's heretical in philosophy. It's humanist. It's 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 it's, it's a disordered personalism. It's 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 a, it's making distinctions that are impossible to make. It's an abomination. But it's it's a and it's an extension of everything since the council, though. It's a more egregious version. But again, if you believe like that quote from Benedict, and I'm not saying it's the only thing Benedict believed, but that's what people love to point to. If you believe, you know, religion is to make you great, and you believe religion is for you. Therefore, you believe that if you're religious, you should get blessed. Then you become Joel Osteen. This is just homosexual Joel Osteen prosperity gospel. It's the homo prosperity gospel. Same thing. Hope that makes sense. As always, let me know what you think in the comments. This has been the Kennedy Report. So next time, God bless.